when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is May 1st, 2017. Workers of the world unite. It is May Day. It's gonna be May. Get your your eight-hour work week day. Yeah, hell yeah. If we keep pushing, we're gonna get an eight-hour work week. Other people, eight hours of work a day. I'm pushing for the eight-hour work week. What day would be your two-hour Let me tell you, if we could just automate things, we should be living in surplus luxury communism that's all i'm saying surplus I'm luxury out there. communism knowing like as that. we do how full automation is a friend to the worker the full automation you know. is terrible it's terrifying read the fragment on machines in the grundrisa marx lays it out for you mm-hmm. but we could we could just seize it we could turn it around. Does Nier depict a fully automated future? No. That doesn't sound like luxury comedy. Well, actually, so. I, uh, Nier, mm, there's money in Nier. There there's still money. currency, and you get it from killing things, so it might be worse. So it might be what life is now, I see. You get it from mostly killing other robots, right? Mostly. Oh, there are different types of robots. There's a whole spoiler cast if you want to hear us go into this. <laughs> uh, you can find that on your feed I'm just right saying now. it sounds like a proletarian... Uh, fable. There, well, you know, there are proletarian fables inside of Nier. It is not a proletarian. Depending fable. on the ending, right? Depending on a lot of things. I see. All right. You should go listen to that if you haven't listened to that yet. If you're curious about our thoughts on Nier, you can uh, you can listen to Patrick Klepek, myself, and Alex Navarro from Giant Bomb uh, talk about Nier and sad robots and more sad robots and also sad machines and sad androids. They're different, kind There's of. There's a but- lot of different kinds of sad. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. paint with too broad of a brush, right? Everyone's you're sad right. in a different you're right. way. They're all sad. They're everyone's sad in different ways. Joining me on this Monday morning, Danielle Riendo. Hi, hi, Patrick Klepek. I'm still, I'm still getting over how Danielle chose to start this podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be May. Mm, is it? It is. I can't get that the image of ramen out of my head now. <laughs> Justin Timberlake's old hairstyle. Yep. It's good ramen hair. It's good it. ramen. JT had that ramen hair. Patrick. <laughs> Did you ever a spot? Because you have curly hair. Yeah. yeah. When you were younger, me. were you ever? Did you ever think that could be me? Did I you, could be. It's that gonna could be me. May. Was that, that ever your said? thought? Uh, <laughs> I know you were more of a Weezer or more of a Rivers Cuomo person. Yeah. But, no. I, yeah. I, I got a, a little bit of the JT stuff growing up. I don't know if it, not on my personal River? idol radar, but Rivers? I got more of it is, the it's Rivers um, Cuomo, right? Uh, Doogie Howser. Sort of oh, like era of, I of uh, what I looked like, but but I, I never quite went to the frosted tips route. I thought about it. Oh, no, I, I didn't. I want to see it now. <laughs> I think he thought about it. I straightened my hair in high school. That's the furthest I went to trying Ooh. to do something with my hair, other than not cutting it for the better what was part that of two like? years. Well, do we have images. I, there are there are. I don't know where they are. There are images. I've not erased them. They might exist on the internet. I feel like I might have shared it at some point. But it, when I when I didn't uh, cut my hair for the better part, because with curly hair you have extreme, you have limited options. You, yes. It's like mm-hmm. it's short, it's medium, it's long. Mm-hmm. Have fun with curly yeah. hair. Um, yeah, I got I got you. And and so I just I just didn't uh, cut it for the better part of a couple of years in high school. And there are definitely if, images on the internet of my extremely long hair from high school that I've seen that I would sit in uh, first period and uh, of high school and just sit and pick it out. Um, because I wasn't paying attention to physics anyway. And, True. Th- and then, yeah, then there was this one. It was a challenge to uh, multiple girls in high school. Like, if you can straighten my hair, I'm willing to allow the experiment to happen. Um, multiple girls failed the straightening test. Wow. Like, the, the hair was just a lot to wrestle with. Um, but this one girl, Stacy, who was in our friend group, is like, I'm going to do this. And she came over before school and straightened it out. And my hair was extremely long. 
Uh, as it turns out, if you don't cut your hair for several years and then you straighten it, um, it's yeah. long. Patrick, that was Stacy. Patrick with the good hair. Yeah. Also joining us, Rob Zachney, all the way from. Are you still in Boston? Where are you at now? Uh, in Boston, about to head back to LA. Okay. All right. How are things in Boston? How's your hair? Uh, straight, as always. Uh, <laughs> rapidly have you graying. Done anything wacky with it? Yeah. What's the wackiest your hair has been? Um. Okay, so there are two things that happened with my hair once. Oh, <laughs> that's once promising. Mm-hmm. Uh, once, okay, so I had this thing when I was a kid where, like, I started to question what the adults were telling me. Because yeah, there were certain fair. things that just didn't make sense. Like, ice didn't seem You're a slippery. You're a kid, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, a, what a wacky rebel I was. But I was like, ice doesn't <laughs> seem that slippery. Like, I don't know, like, like, adults are making that up because I was, like, three feet tall. And so I wasn't that slippery. I had a low center of gravity, Wait. but I was like, doesn't seem that oh, slippery. I see. Gotcha. So, so you then were I was like, year old during this time. I was not. I, I was not a giant yet. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So then I was like, I'll bet gum in your hair wouldn't really be all that bad. No, Rob. And what was your motivating force here? Look, I don't know. I was really young, so the motivating force was like learning about this magical world we're in. And whether or not the adults could be trusted. And indeed, the gum did not, like, stick in my hair. And I was like, what a lie. But then I was like, this isn't a fair test. What if we really work it in there? Then let's see how this gum thing turns Rob. out. Rob. I was, I was real young. It's, you, know, you know what, though? It is dedication to investigation That's like that. Correct. That He's led us to bring Rob on to Waypoint. I knew yep. he would he'd dig for the true answers. He wouldn't stop at a surface level investigation. No, no. got to be got to give it a fair shot. And then my parents came home, and then I was like, okay, so you got gum in your hair. You can't like you can't let them know because I think you're a fucking idiot. Like this vindicates <laughs> this vindicates their belief that you need to be like managed. So here's what you're gonna do, Zachney. You're gonna comb your hair. You're gonna make it look nice and make it so look. You're not, you hide the gum you in the hair. I sure over? tried. So they try, try to get it deeper over. within the hair, and that's how a comb kind of got Ooh. stuck in the gum <laughs> and sort of twisted around. This is body horror. The thing we're doing <laughs> is Hostel Six. Oh boy! So my parents come home, and it's one of those like little. Uh, it's it's just one of those like cheap barbers comes and everything, kind of stuck in there. And I was like, okay, so here's the thing. I got curious, and you were right about the gum thing. And now I need to know how we can break this up. It turns out there was no solution for that except scissors. No. Scissors break it up. Yeah, scissors. You scissors you sorted that peanut out. Butter? Uh, Is that, uh, peanut butter can help. I, yeah, I've, my I've, I've Wait, seen what? the peanut butter trick May used have been before. My fault. I the peanut butter. I don't. It, it's, it's like gre- it greases up yeah. your hair, and then you can like slide. It essentially like you can't get you can all get the gum out, out, but you can get pieces yeah. of the gum out yeah. and save That's part of your hair. It does help. It does yeah. legitimately Interesting. help. But then your hair smells like peanut butter. Well, I mean, it's gonna be gummy. You know. Yeah. You gotta That's make a, a hard choice. The dog, the dog the dog peanut that. buttery or gummy. So uh, that was that was hair incident one. Uh, the other <laughs> hair incident was. Uh, oh, there's a list. Yeah, I have a little bit of a widow's peak, and once a barber like screwed it up on the eve of class photos. Oh, and like no. kind of shaved it down and it like didn't look right and kind of looked screwy. And I was like, you know what I need is a clean, I need a clean shaving line up there. And so I just ended up sort of like shaving <laughs> back my face. hairline. And uh, look, I looked great on photo day. The problem came later. Did you? When I had this, mm, we need proof. Uh, I we need, need proof. proof. I need yep. proof that you, quote, looked great on photo day. <laughs> look, I... I totally did, right? I was like, actually, I was a little kid, so they didn't have you doing the whole like pose with your your chin on right. your uh, on your on your fist thing. But no, photos looked great. Okay, that's not really true. You can sort of see the see? fringe already <laughs> growing back in. But that's when my parents figured out what I'd done. They were like, "Why did they-? it look like you were wearing someone else's scalp?" Because it sounds like it looked like <laughs> you were wearing someone else's scalp. There was like a, it did sort of look like I was wearing a toupee over a toupee. <laughs> Anyway, it would have prepared me for life in politics. We uh, talk about hair. This is our hair cast. You know what? I think we need to go all the way around on this. Okay, yeah. I had bad hair in high school. What? That's all you're going to say, I had like little – I had – there's a whole situation. I had had dreads through college, through the first two years of college. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Thin. Show me the receipts. Show me the receipts. 
I might have receipts with me. I might have like my old college ID or something. <laughs> um, it was bad. It was a bad look, and then I got into a, a really bad breakup. Oh, uh, no. Okay, so I wanted to cut my hair. It's okay. an important thing. I wanted the dreads gone, but my girlfriend was like, "Nah, you need to keep those." <laughs> and um, then we got. She wasn't gonna have breakup. to live with them. She she liked them way more than me, and oh. I oh, so broke took up ownership with her. of your hair. Oh yeah, and then and she took ownership of a lot, uh, and then. <laughs> No wonder you're into communism. Uh, it was not a good, yeah, right. Um, and uh, and then we broke up, and I cut them all from my head, and I've been going natural ever since. It's I been love like that a, you a have a picture pride. from yourself. I don't think I do. I think my my old college ID is no longer in my what, way too stuff. Was it like wallet. a Bioshock Infinite thing, where like in the wake of this breakup, you just sort of like cast a steely gaze at yourself in the mirror and pulled the knife out? You know what? <laughs> not a knife. Um, but it, it was scissors. Yeah. It okay, was scissors. scissors. Like I did do, I did do like first pass myself, and then had a friend come over and like do like a proper like shape up on me. But that right. was I needed it. It needed to go. It needed to go. It needed to be gone. Just shout like outs her. to shout outs to Audra. <laughs> See, Audra, she's doing very well these days. I hope she is. You know, doing well and understanding that somebody's hair is their own. So speaking of hair, yeah, Danielle, tell I me about more, your hair. I did more weird things with like. <laughs> all right, this is gonna sound a little bizarre uh i used to like do stuff with my eyebrows <laughs> like i used to like there were times i put like tiger stripes of bleach in my eyebrows because i thought it would look cool and uh, i went to my Wait, hairdresser say that again? <laughs> I, I used to like okay so for ladies this is definitely for anybody but okay if you're, yeah. as, as a lady i was taught to to yes. bleach the parts of my eyebrows that were like a lot this is a thing sure. in the early 2000s that yeah, we all, yeah. not all, but many of us did. I, I, I pluck my eyebrow. That's not I, a I, That's I do too, do. but yeah. like this was like, oh, to just bleach it and make it all super blonde so it doesn't right. show. So I made like tiger stripes in my eyebrows because I thought it would look pretty cool and rad. And I went to my hairdresser and my hairdresser. Wait. Yeah. You made tiger stripes yes. with bleach in your eyebrows? Yes. How'd that look? I thought it looked cool. Are there are there photos of that? Oh, probably. I don't think I have them. I have a question know. about the tiger stripes. Yes. Okay. okay. Were they vertical, like running up toward your forehead, or they were, were they like, like sideways? Side. Oh, yeah, they weren't like all side, but it was like a diagonal. I'm sure it was. A it look. was like like this. I'm sure it was very striking. It was very striking. Um, We've all been young. I went to my my hairdresser, who was a dear friend. She went to like my college graduation party. Hairdressers are a thing in Rhode Island. I don't know if anybody knows anything about Rhode Island. Your hairdresser is That's like your yeah, yeah. family friend, basically, <laughs> if, you, if you get in with them. And she was like, Danielle, what the fuck did you do? No. She did, I was like 16 sitting straight. there thinking I was being cool. And she's like, Danielle, what the fuck? What did you do? Did, was this an accident? Were you like trying to you know, bleach them and you fucked up and now they look like tiger stripes? That's about it. I never did anything too weird to my that, hair. You did hair, enough. But like you've done enough. The eyebrows. That's a good. Done enough, I guess. I, you should just be like, oh, I was in a play at school, and they needed me to yeah, do. I this. needed to be Tiger Girl. I, I'm Tiger Girl in the you school know, play. I, Tiger Girl versus the Submariner. Cool um, it, you know what? It's not just May Day here. It's something else. It's the day that we got flavored seltzer in the fridge. No, it, sure it is, is that. Uh, it's six months to the day that Waypoint officially launched. Holy shit. We launched technically November 1st, 2016. It is May 1st. And that was 2017. I think the math is right. And if it's wrong, I need someone to tell me before this post I'm writing goes up <laughs> later, yeah. in which I say it's six months to the day that we launched. I just think that that's pretty rad. I just want to thank everybody who's watching, everyone who's here on the on the stream, the production staff. Like it has been a pretty rad six six months. Obviously, I've been here for a little bit longer than that. Patrick, you came on a little bit before Danielle. You came on before we actually launched by a couple of weeks, days. days yeah, but During it has week. been six months yeah. since the the site like went live and got new content on it. Uh, six months since we did our ridiculous 72-hour live stream. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say thanks to everybody. And, and it's it's been weird because, like, on one hand, it feels like it was yesterday that we were all exhausted. And, like, Patrick and I, I was, like, grabbing Patrick and bringing him outside onto the deck to be like, all right, we have no idea who is in this next segment. I don't know who either of those people are. Oh, my God. Someone What's called baseball? in favor. Who is a baseball What's okay? player? Baseball. Who is a baseball? But it's going to be okay. Austin, you and me, I don't right. understand rap. Explain rap to me. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, I did my best. We started with the basics, um, and 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 eventually, you know, it all went really well. And I'm glad that, that was great. But it feels like that was yesterday. But also, kind of feels like 
we've been here for a long time. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like weird. It's, it's like, like a beautiful marriage. Oh. It's like it feels like it's been a long time because you feel like you know everybody right. so well. Right. But it feels new and fresh because you're in love. It's very sweet. I'm in love with Waypoint. Thank you. You know? That's really good. Thanks. Uh, you know, so so that's just I want to say that up top, and and we're gonna actually I guess I can also say this because it's happening is we're gonna kind of commemorate that this week with uh, a cool thing called Pilot Week, where we are debuting a bunch of new stuff. Um, we are starting with uh, a, a short form video today from a new series called Cardboard. You'll see that in a little bit. I think two yeah. p.m. that'll go live. Yes. Um, and then some other sh- cool short form video franchises. Franchises like styles of video, basically. Um, some new stuff on, ed- on the editorial side, and then also forms. Waypoints on yeah, forms, forms are going to kick off later today. Uh, so be there. Please make sure you police yourselves. <laughs> be nice. Make sure that you you yeah follow the nice. rules. Be good. It'll be on a place. It'll be a be place. Be good that you can... and be good at it. Right. Thank you. Waypoint. Be good and be good at it, yes. or be good at it. Or? It's, it's usually or for the weekend, oh, but, but for this the forums, time I want them and. to be both. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, check that out. It, it'll be a situation where, like, the comments don't show up on the pages. So if you just want to go to the website and read the stuff without needing to see people fight about which Dark Souls is the best, mm. totally doable. But I guarantee – I guarantee – Patrick, put your finger down. <laughs> Patrick, put your finger down. <laughs> put the finger down. Oh, boy. Put it down. No. Not yet, two. You did two. You did two. Ha, ha, ha. You put up one <laughs> finger to knock down the other finger. That's two. Dark Souls 2 is the best one. Um, and, oh, boy. Uh, and, so, and so we're going to do the forums. You're going to find links to the forums at the bottom of most of our posts. And there will also be a thing in the sidebar that you can click on to, to go And we'll to be in there. We are, we plan we'll be to, in there. We'll be in there. To, yeah, be the active chat. participants in the, in the community. That's yeah. That's that's our plan anyway. So yeah. so that's that's like news from that's around the site. That's very exciting. Um, I think that's that's probably it for for the things I had to bring to the table today. What's everybody been doing over the last couple of days? What's how's your lives been? Are you playing any video games? <laughs> it's raining a Are lot. People, it's raining oh, is a it? lot. Yeah, it's raining too much. So much so that the there's a there's a uh, a golf course down the street. Uh, the area we live in there. Are, uh, when we bought our house, some areas are in a flood zone. Ours was not. Um, like, just depending on the topography of the area, you then have to get, like, flood insurance, even though we're not, like, next to a river. It's just certain rain can uh, lead to a lot of problems. And there's this golf course not too far from us. My favorite thing after a rain is to go see the golf course get flooded. And we've had the worst rain we've had for, like, the last four days. And if you go over to the golf course, I mean, literally, like, the, it's just – you can't see the golf course anymore. It's just it's, all it's just a lake. <laughs> nice. Take that golf. <laughs> That's mean. I like golf. I'm not good at it. But I, I yeah, hit, I hit golf's the ball. fun. Did I you... used to run on golf courses a lot in college. That was a place oh, yeah? where we were you allowed did a lot to do of training. That? Yes. Okay. Was it like wasn't a like a you amazing run... country club. It was like a oh. golf course for kind of normal people. Okay. And we were allowed to run on it. Yes. Our coach had an arrangement or something. With them. Did you play? Like, did you run on it when there were people like playing golf yeah, still? All the time. Did you ever fuck but up someone's game? We had to shut up when we were actually near somebody who was, you know, about to take a swing. Did you ever get tempted to not shut up? I mean, I like, was usually breathing so hard that mm-hmm, I wasn't. Sure. You know, this was like during cross country training. It wasn't like, you know. So I worked at a golf course. Ooh. Oh. And that kind of turned me against golf. Um, <laughs> People who play golf are assholes, Rob. Yeah, I worked at the golf course, and I was—I uh, did some like uh, course ranger duties, and also at the end of the day, cleaned up the golf carts. And I apologize. Uh, yeah, couple- what did you do to that golf cart, <laughs> Patrick? Why did you leave Patrick. the mess in the golf cart? You was, you put a lot of cigar ash in there by accident. I realize a lot of, it's <laughs> a lot of cigar ash, a couple cases of natty ice. Yep. Uh, frequently, oh, natty like, ice. Yeah. Oh boy. But the other thing, like this, is when I realized. Uh, so work, working ranger duties, you sort of got uh, you sort of learned all the seething resentments that club members had against each other. Like, there were certain, like, parties that would always, like, call in and be like, we need to play through these motherfuckers right now. These guys suck. <laughs> and it was, like, it was just some beef between these groups. So you'd drive out there and you'd watch their pace of play. It was fine. You'd be like, look, I'm going to ask to see if you can speed it up. And then the guys who, like, you were telling to speed it up would get pissed. And they'd be like, don't ever come out here again, son, unless there's a real issue. Like, fuck you. All that wow. kind of stuff going on. But the really good thing, two things really stick out in my mind. One is one day there was a cold snap. And the temperatures got down to like, uh, it, it was like 48 degrees in August. 
And I was wearing my okay. freaking oh. t-shirt and hosing off golf carts. And I got cold as hell. The clubhouse was full of like golf sweaters and stuff. Like there were plenty of plenty of warm clothes. And I was like, could I just like wear one for my shift? Because I'm freezing my ass off out there. And they were like, you got to pay for that. <laughs> I was paid Indiana minimum wage. I think that was like five twenty-five an hour uh, at the time. Oh. Workers of the world unite. The, yep. Mayday. the Mayday. cheapest sweater on sale was eighty dollars. Yeah, that sounds about oh, right. I was God. freezing my ass off, and Fuck I was so off. cold. I bought the fucking sweater, <laughs> which wiped out all my proceeds for the day. Like oh I, like God. I basically worked to own a fraction of a sweater. The okay. other you thing got that, half a sweater. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that sticks out in my mind, and and by the way, I'm leaving out all the racism stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was gonna I, say. We're not going to that. Don't, that I've been on a golf course. Here? Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing that happened is one day these these guys come, come back from a day at the course with golf carts just trashed, like covered in like sticky beer residue, cigar ash Daddy everywhere. Ice residue, too. Yeah. It, oh. It's nasty. Real mess, real cleanup job. In one of the golf carts is a Rolex. Like an honest to god Rolex, like it's it's an expensive freaking watch. And for a minute, I consider it right. Like screw these guys. Yeah. Like it's 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 May Day. Consider well, it, it wasn't, but like I was I considered it. <laughs> but you know, obviously, I'm not going to do that. I take the Rolex into the clubhouse and everything, and forget about it. A couple days later, uh, I am summoned to the clubhouse. Because the person who owned the clubhouse, uh, the, the person who owned the Rolex, had called in asking about their watch and had it, and wanted to give me a tip. Oh, buddy! So I go in, Ooh. and this middle-aged like dude, like thanks me for for my honesty and my hard work, and he wants to he wants to show he values that. And I, this is not a lie at all. He hands me. A crisp five dollar bill, <laughs> and then, and then, the wife of the golf course owner is like, "Now, what do you have to say to the man?" Uh, fuck off! Isn't that a nice gesture? Now, what do you have to say to the nice man, Rob? Come on, say, be gracious. Yeah. Say thank you. I just, I, I sort of stared at it in shock, and I was like, yeah, I, you know, I said, I said, thank you. Uh, it was my pleasure, really. It's just my job, and got the fuck out of there, and so badly wished I'd stolen that fucking watch. <laughs> like, immediately, yeah. I was like, I should have stolen mm-hmm. it. Like, fuck that guy. that. Come like, on. Absolutely. There's a lot of eat the rich comments right now, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Chat is exploding. So, anyway, uh, so that, that was when golf as a recreational activity was largely destroyed for me. Like, I still like to watch it <laughs> right. from time to time. That's when Rob decided to become the weather wizard and and flood all of the golf courses yep. in the world. Yep. Yeah. So, I hope when those waters recede, there's, like, bodies, man. Like that's oh my god! That guy, his watch, the yeah, wife—it's it's the know, hand all... sticking up out of the water with the Rolex with on the it, Rolex. holding onto a crisp five-dollar bill. <laughs> I'll pay you five more. Just pull me out. Oh, uh, we have fun here. Oh, People drowning boy. on golf courses. You Jeez. know, racism on the golf course. Always a fun time. Oh. Uh, whew. Oh. Hmm. Oh. I went underwater this weekend. In Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yay! Where some of the racetracks just go underwater. <laughs> you got a segue. I got a I found the seg. You I had to found she's like, okay, it. where's the seg? Uh there Mario's it is. cold Mario Kart, dead hand. Uh, yeah, sticking Mario out. also plays golf. It's true, he's you a know? golfer. Just the white glove. Just the white glove. God. The cold dead white uh, glove. I actually played I played Mario Kart in a cafe. Well, okay. In a Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, wow, wow, wait, wait, how did you end up on cafe? I wanted wanted to generalize, and I was like, oh, well, if I was talking about Starbucks, if it had happened in the Starbucks, I would have said cafe to genericize it, but Uh it didn't happen in the Dunkin' Donuts. I was like, I have to be honest, that's not a fucking cafe, come on, let's be... (laughs) It's a patissier, you're right. Uh, right. Thank you, thank you, Rob. If you're in Um, New England, it is a cafe, So I was Actually, I was inspired in a Starbucks, because I was, like, doing work at a Starbucks yesterday, and, like, two, like, just... 
good old-fashioned New York bros came in good. and got themselves some lattes and sat down at the seat next to me and took out a Switch and set it up. What? And we're just like – and just started playing Mario Kart 8. And we're like being like loud in the most charming way. Oh. Like, fuck you, man. That was my star. <laughs> like, how'd you – don't steal all the item boxes. It's not fair. And like it was so pure and good. It was so pure oh. and good. And like – that inspired me so that when I was meeting up for a coffee and a donut with a friend later, I was like, I'm just going to – we're going to go in this corner. We're going to play some Mario Kart. We're going to be the people in the Switch ad playing Mario That's Kart beautiful. together. And it was really Duncan. fun. And like I talked to the guys at the Starbucks about it and they were like, I, this is the best thing Nintendo's done since the Wii. Like this is obviously the future of video games. Like they don't play games, but they love Nintendo. And so it was really interesting to see that in the wild. And that it was curious about you know Nintendo put out a press release this morning saying that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is off to the the fastest sales that the franchise has ever seen. Oh, um, I believe it. Which which is uh, really interesting as a data point for sort of the Switch and like the momentum it might be hopefully carrying past, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild. Right. Um, but it's also fascinating from, like, I don't have a whole lot of interest in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because I played it on the Wii U. Um, and for, right. for a lot of people, a lot of people didn't own a Wii U, and a lot of people yep. that didn't own a Wii U now own a Switch because I think Nintendo has successfully, at least so far, done what you are, are talking about here is that, like, they people didn't – people buy, are buying a Switch because they love Nintendo, um, like right. they've, they've successfully managed to like, re, you know, bring in some people and a wider audience that just kind of blinked on the, the Wii U. And so I think, you know, hopefully what Nintendo will be able to do with the Switch is successfully balance out like their big first party brand new games yeah. with these. While they are ports, they aren't ports to the vast majority of people who are <laughs> buying them. And like yep. Naughty Dog, um, I, w- I was going back and forth with someone on Twitter this morning and I, I might end up writing about this is that, um, Sony did something similar with the PlayStation 4. Now, the PlayStation 3 was a much more successful platform than the Wii U was. Oh, sure, sure, sure. The the Xbox 360 was, for a lot of people, the de facto hardware platform uh, for them. And when the PS4 um, became... Uh, sort of like the de facto hardware platform for a lot of people vis-a-vis Xbox One. They, the reason that they Sony invested in a lot of remasters on the PlayStation 4 was not just because it was cheap and easy and fills in a lineup while you're developing your first-party software. It does do that. But uh, Naughty Dog specifically talked about the fact that the vast majority of people that they saw uh, buying PlayStation 4s had no experience with the PlayStation 3 and with the Uncharted series. And so there were all totally. of these games that aren't just ports but are actually brand new experiences for people. And I think we're seeing a lot of that with Mario Kart uh, 8 in which it, yeah. is, it is the most polished you know, I, you know, you can quibble over what is the best Mario Kart, but I think it is unequivocally that Mario Kart 8 is a really great one of the best it's Mario Karts. It's a good Karts. one. It's gorgeous and like it looks really clean on that yeah. screen. It's one of those things where, like, just seeing, just being able to look over and see those two guys playing it on the table next to me. I hadn't launched it on the screen yet. We played it here a little bit, yeah. but like seeing it run on that, you know, it's a 720 screen, but like it's just so crisp and clean and colorful and bright in in a way that I I think is really impressive given the fact that it's a portable system. Like, obviously, the Vita has existed, which is a beautiful system, also, especially with the original OLED screens. Like, gorgeous, gorgeous, like beautiful, but not Nintendo beautiful. Like, Nintendo has a certain way of designing characters and color that pops. Um, and so to see that just on a table is, like, uh, a little bit, a little bit, not mind-blowing, but, like, it's shaking in a way that's like, oh, right, like, if I didn't own a Switch, seeing this would encourage me to think about, I'd go to the internet and see how much one of those things was <laughs> if I didn't already know. Um, and that's a really a surprising but cool thing. And, well, and it's, and you know, experiences like that, that, uh, I, Persona 5, for example, is a game that I desperately right. wish was on the Switch. It is perfect too. for yes. that platform. A lot Ugh. of games I, bother me, like, like, so, like, normally, like, the, the trade-off with the Switch and, or with a, a handheld and playing on your TV is that, oh, we're going to lose all this fidelity and blah, blah, You know, like, there are a lot of trade-offs mm-hmm. in the, the in playing on a handheld version. And there are, those trade-offs do exist on the Switch, but not to the degree that those trade-offs existed before, where right. Persona 5 is a game I would prefer to play on the Switch. I would want, I would, totally. just, I wish I could be in bed. I would find more time to play that game if it was on a platform that I could bring with to more places where I could squeeze in those times that a couple, I, I normally 30 am. minutes. Yeah, those times Can where I'm not I'm normally or, playing yeah. a mobile yeah. game or something like that. Yeah. 
I mean, for that for that matter, like there are lots of Wii U games that I would love to see on the Switch. Sure. Not not only for me as someone who like, oh, I never finished Xenoblade Chronicles X, but like. I would love to be playing that game on a bus. Uh, you know, I'd love to revisit that. Or obviously, like Mario Maker and stuff. Or Bayonetta Two, Captain like, Toad, Captain Toad. Like uh, we've talked before about how the Wii U actually has a pretty good selection of games, An awesome selection of games. Yeah, it's not. It's not Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. It's not like it's not PS Two. You know what I mean? But like, it has the fifteen to twenty games that like would define a system as having like oh yeah those are all games you'd want to play. I would I would put up the 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 Wii U's best games versus any other platform's best games, and the Wii U mm. would do just fine. Um, games like Super Mario 3D World are like some of. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. The best platformers ever made and... Like, so many people did not play that game. Like, that game desperately needs to be brought to the Switch because, A, I want an excuse to play it again, uh, and, B, there is just, like, it it, it bums me out that there were so many great games on the Wii U that I'm excited for, like, I, I, it's different than I look at other remasters where I look at, like, there are so many people that missed out on so many great games, and there's an opportunity for them to experience, like Captain Toad, like that game is a fat, yes. fantastic platformer. Right. Um, right. Yes, or a, a puzzle Tokyo game. Mirage Sessions, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which came out last year, for me scratched. If that game hadn't come out last year, I'd probably be way more into Persona Five than I am. But I got that that uh, itch scratched uh, last year pretty firmly with like a really beautiful game that not many people played because not as many people owned a Wii U. I'd love to see them get a chance to play that. And, and the... last one, I had I contractually obligated Please. as the Donkey Kong Country <laughs> uh-huh. uh, fan, Tropical Freeze is real good. Totally. Real I, good. I believe okay. you. Zombie okay. U is amazing. Just going to put yes. that I've heard there. Zombie U is amazing. Great I've heard game. that. That's, out, that's now out on other platforms via Zombie, right? Yeah, or I mean, PC, it, at least. it leveraged the, the, the Wii U tablet in some interesting ways so like it's mm. not like it is not one-to-one when you play it on other platforms like it's fine it's still right, right. really it's really good because it's not as good it yeah exactly yeah. it's like it's I missing it. like i would say it's like five ten like it feels like it is a lesser experience by like you know almost not in a score sense but like it's 10 percent less of a game right there's a thing that the game was designed to do that is now gone and you definitely can like note its absence yeah. right uh, and Pikmin, Pikmin Three, also came out on that the platform. It was a good, it was an okay wild. Pikmin Worth game. Saying. That's also, also on Breath of the Wild, but that's also already out on Switch. So. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just but saying. yeah, we. I'm just saying. Totally. We're talking about great games. I have a quick question, just because I because yes. I am from the land of PC, so I don't understand how like switches work. <laughs> yeah. uh, the only the only switch I know is is the one that Grandma would break off, and uh, no. Uh, anyway. Not where I thought you were going. No, with I that. thought you were going to a different Switch. Yeah, actually, different so, place, not grandma. grandma. Not grandma related. No. Well, well it's, grandma be grandma. You know, the, mm-hmm. the old country could You're be a harsh land. absolutely right. Don't You're shame grandma. Right. Grandma does whatever the fuck she wants. I didn't mean to shame grandma. Don't she keep been on this, shame she's been grandma. On, oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Grandma. Where did this get kinky? She's been on this planet the hell? for a grandma long time. Grandma whatever the fuck she wants. That's all I'm saying. I just meant, like, with one's grandma. The word switch That's has many A whooping isn't kinky. I don't think. Well, again, you got to talk. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, all right. To ask your question. <laughs> all right. Well, I had, a, I had a question. Now I have. Now I have so many more. Uh, but <laughs> so Austin, you, if you, when you saw these, when you saw these bros, uh, who I can only imagine were like the the Pokemon movie bros in that one in that one video clip, that, no, dude. They sounded so much. <laughs> That's like so good. The the uh, Snorlax is saving yeah. everybody, bros. Like, <laughs> that ain't no Pokemon. A That's a Chinese that- myth dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded so much like they they said something very specific about a fire flower that like made me I don't remember what it was exactly but I was like oh, oh, I'm in that video oh, you did it that's not a Pikachu that's a Raichu dick like that's oh, I heard him it's them it's them people should Google Google Snorlax saves Pokemon yeah if they don't know what I'm talking about but if you would wanted to join in their reindeer games if you want to be like bros I also have Mario Kart let's 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 do this. 
Yeah. How easy would it have been for you to just like pull up a chair and be like, let me get yeah. in on this with my Switch and let's play some Mario Kart? Like, how, like, could it have it's turned into a full, right? like. Well, so, yeah, I could have just joined them with the Joy Con, I think. Yeah. I, um, I need to actually look at the, like, a chart um, because there are different, like, like arrangements for how many players can hook into different f- configurations. I'm, I'm trying really hard sure not to make you, this sound horny, can, also. Uh, yeah. Um, there is a whole weird there etiquette. There is a way. There's uh, a whole weird. There's okay. But can so, you daisy chain switches? Four, yes, like you can, so, you, so yes. Okay. You can do four player local multiplayer all on one screen. So I could have just said, "Hey, I have a Joy-Con. Can I play with you on your screen?" And it would have gone to four instead of two, um, or two. It's I think it's I can't remember if it's a horizontal or a vertical uh, like split. But or yeah, I could have just said, "Hey, here is my Switch. I want to play on my Switch." Oh, uh, yeah. But I think – so what I'm looking at says two to eight player wireless multiplayer, each on one Switch screen. So I don't know if I could do two on one screen, oh, one on another. That's okay. the thing where it would fall apart. But they were playing online, so I could have just joined their game through the Starbucks Wi-Fi. So uh, at that point, the Starbucks Wi-Fi went to shit, and oh. so I left. <laughs> I can't say for sure it was them, but they were they, winning those races, so – Using all that bandwidth. Yeah. Mario's, you know, it's it's not going to power itself. It's clearly not. Anyway, that was my, my seeing the Switch in the Wild uh, uh, experience, which was surprising, um, but joyful. And then I got to play, and then, and then I got a donut and coffee with a friend, and we did a, a little Ford race set, and that was fun. And that it was like great. the most fun I've had in multi in a multiplayer situation in the world with or a Switch. Or a Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, is that true? I don't know. Maybe that's true. I yeah. spent a lot of time in my life. I'm from I'm from New Jersey. I'm from the East Coast. I understand. Yeah, I'm not looking down on Boston. no Dunkin' Donuts. Believe me. I'm not either. Yeah, I, I, I used to life. work in I one. I got too many Patrick, of them around to make that choice. <laughs> Patrick, right. we should Patrick, we should pilot that other podcast this week. <gasps> we should. This is, our, this is our chance. You're right. We'll talk. Okay. We'll talk. Don't it's worry. That's a teaser. About it. That's a teaser. The, the, that was just make good on a th- make good on like a four year old idea. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Anybody else playing any video games? Oh, also briefly on the Switch, I've been playing a little bit of Puyo Puyo Tetris, Ooh. but I'm not like I I've I played through like the first act of the game. There's a campaign, and it's the thing it is, and I I don't. It's cool. I'm bad at puzzle games. I'm and I'm really bad at Puyo Puyo. Uh, Puyo like, Puyo is also no Tetris Attack, which is the superior Ooh, puzzle. Okay, game. I haven't played Tetris Attack. Oh my yeah, I'm god! Bad at, you gave me a look. You gave me a look like why? I don't you... feel like you're bad at puzzle games. Are, do you mean like actiony puzzle games? Like no, I mean like Tetris. In the... And okay. Puyo Puyo. I, I put Tetris in a different category than, like, a portal puzzle. You know what I mean? Ah. You know what I'm saying? I kind of do. The sort of, like, order of operations puzzle versus yeah, yeah, yeah. a, you know, quick movement. I guess, like, a Twitch puzzle game, not Twitch the Twitch, platform. Twitch.tv, you know right, which we're streaming to. That's yeah, Twitch.tv yeah, slash right, point. No, I gotcha. Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, un, like, Ze- like shrine puzzles yeah. and Zelda or portal puzzles, puzzles, environmental puzzles. Yeah, I do okay at those. There, I've gotten – I've like the trine games definitely have frustrated me before gotcha. in, in a way that makes me not like myself. See, I, like, feel, uh, uh, I feel the same. I, I, uh, I really love uh, traditional adventure games, but they make mm-hmm. me feel bad as a person constantly. Usually like I'm playing through uh, – uh, I went back to Thimbleweed Park – and I really enjoy it, and it you know it's clearly a game that has learned a lot of lessons about like puzzle design and pacing um, in the years since, despite the aesthetic and mechanical way you interact with the world. And yet, there are still plenty of times where it's just like I don't know what to do, which is like the point of the yeah. game. The game is meant like you're supposed to just like poke and prod and uh, figure out the the quirk that you're you know that, that allows you to keep going. But it's a game that. It's a genre that I have uh, made my peace with the fact that I essentially – I have a two-monitor setup and I put the walkthrough on, on the other side. And I, I'm not just using it to play the game. I give uh-huh. my, I give myself like a certain frustration threshold and then at a certain frustration threshold, I just say, just look at what Fuck you're supposed it. to do. Like it's yeah. it's why I wish more games had um, hint, like hint systems that are like yeah. – just l- yeah. like I can't remember was the game that I was playing that had like – there were like three levels of hints. It was like the first hint was vague, the second hint was spe- like like vaguely specific, and then the third hint was just like, "All right, dude, this is here's what you're <laughs> supposed to do next." And I, I wish games had that built in. Game? It might have maybe. I, I think it might. It might I not feel be. Like they have those. Maybe several games have used that, but that's like my preferred. Like I really just want someone to be like, "Hey, eh, 
eh, eh, right. you know, as, oppo- yeah. as opposed to a walkthrough, which is explicit. But because right. I, I, I want to keep moving and I'm not willing to, like, it's going to ruin the experience of playing the game for me if I if I just sit there and bang my head. And so I, I meet it halfway by just having the walkthrough there. And it's like, okay, all right, there's the thing. And, you know, so yeah. I'll, I'll end up solving 95% of the puzzles, but that mm-hmm. 5%, I, I just, I'm unwilling to let that drag it down for me, even though I know yeah, for some people fair. that's the appeal of of those games. Uh, Professor Layton does it, and so does Zero Escape, apparently. Okay, so then Zero Both Escape might be what I'm yeah. thinking of because that's yeah, I, I've totally. played through that series. Yeah, which is like, yeah, I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. For sure. I remember um, I like Pandora Directive, which is one of the Sex Murphy games, had an interesting yes, I think yes, it gave hints. Yeah. But also, in addition to giving hints, it also just had a setting where it was like, look, how into puzzles are you? And if you were like, <laughs> right. I gotta be honest, I'm not that into puzzles. I'm not a real puzzle master. The game I'm would just be the, like, okay, well, well, 86, yeah. the really hard ones. Uh, but that's cool. If you were into that, it was like, okay, so here's your World War II code-breaking puzzle, basically. Oh, it's, <laughs> I, uh, th- and Thimbleweed Park has a similar setting. Like, when you start the game, it says, hey, do you just want to, like, laugh along to the dialogue and see some cool pixel art? Then God, here's the version of that game for you. Zero in on that. Yeah. But uh, but I don't want, I, I want, you know, I, I want the other one. I just want a little bit of help occasionally with, uh, you know, the spots where I get stuck. So it's a weird balancing act. But, yeah, the Zero Escape games do that uh, uh, really well, usually. Uh, Cosmic Star Heroine just came out oh. from Zaboid Games, and that has a, a, a split in the difficulty settings that makes certain fights just disappear, or certain bosses that would be, like, required either become optional or just become cutscenes instead. Huh. And I think that's, like, a, an interesting take. I kind I, of love that. Yeah, I, yeah, my understanding is it doesn't necessarily do a great job. I haven't played this game, but I, I'm friends with someone who reviewed it, and they were telling me that, like, they it doesn't necessarily... Uh, communicate to you what things are being skipped, um, yeah. except that when you go to look at a walkthrough for something, you realize, like, oh, I didn't have that boss fight <laughs> at all. Weird. Oh, that cutscene. Um, right. Yeah, that, I remember right, that. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, like, that's, I like seeing developers try out different things for, for difficulty modes and, and more of that, please. I like, know? I like a lot of that. I definitely play the puzzles for my girlfriend in a lot of games because really? she hates environmental puzzles. She hates them with a passion. So she's playing something. All I've ever played of Dragon Age Inquisition are the puzzles right and in that are, game. those puzzles aren't great <laughs> I, but i i really enjoy environmental puzzles but there are definitely the types that annoy me like yeah. anything with like actual code breaking i'm usually like oh, skip I, it I, yeah whatever. i i you know what that's the thing is like i like mysteries more than puzzles if sure. that means anything which is to say like i like i like hmm i'm trying to like figure out if there's a difference here i don't necessarily like the thing about like a Tetris or or even like a Trine, which I, I I don't dislike those games, but I can be frustrated by them, is when it's like okay, here are um, here's your objective, solve that objective, do that objective. Um, I, maybe this is backwards. I don't know. I don't know what I like. I think I like it when puzzles are good. Uh, you know what? That's I'm gonna thing. I'm gonna become Portal's aggressive. Really good. And instead of trying Zelda to puzzles are really right, good. instead of like, trying to figure out yeah. my taste, I'm just gonna say I like good things and things <laughs> I don't things. like are bad. That's good way easier to do than to. It's just it's hard to do that on a podcast sometimes and dig into your own thing. Anyway, video games. Uh, anybody else play anything? Rob, can, how how is the the front the Viking front? How are the raids going? <laughs> how is your like? You painted us a portrait on Friday for people who maybe ha- didn't listen yet. Um, you painted us a portrait of a a kind of a conniving like. Let's not, conniving that's weekly. a one way to put uh, it. It just be dis- charitable, dis- dishonorable. Um, what else? What are the other... Klingons uh, don't like him. Klingons. Here's his one secret. <laughs> Klingons don't like him. Here's his secret. <laughs> you know. Uh, Viking. Like, when did... Thane? What, <laughs> what What level of Viking were you? Uh, yeah, so I was a, uh, I w- I was a low-level Thane, uh, but but I have hopes of graduating uh, to, to higher Thane status. The Jarl like status. Thane of Cawdor yeah. type thing. Um, mm. That's but, a place, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so first of all, I'm a little I'm a little concerned that my Viking characters become a referendum on me. Uh, but yeah, so it turns out last week I was having a lot of trouble because maybe my guy was a little too delicate for the Viking world. And it turns out that Viking Expeditions uh Viking That's def- the name of the game. Yeah. Defaults to a really, really high difficulty level and never asks ah. you. So you roll your character and it's just like cool, let's just dive in on the default level. And you know what? Uh, you know what else has a really high default difficulty setting? Uh, being a Viking. Rob. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's tough. There's axes. 
There's feasts. Are you throwing shade on Rob before he even gets to his story? He's throwing an axe of shade. It's it's pre-shade. I wanted to dig himself out of the shade. Austin's Austin's not too far off. I just wrote an article about my early experiences in uh, in expeditions. But literally, the first thing that happens is your cousin is like, Grr, I should be Fane instead. You must best my axe. And I'm like, I've got a bow? And I think that's a good solution to an axe, frankly. Yeah, but I not when you're in a far away. Not when you're in a ring is the problem. Oh, it's no, that's it, a bad idea. It's like no it's kidding. like showing up to um it's like showing up to Hell in a Cell with a liar kind of situation. Right. Like uh-huh. that's I gotcha. That's kind of what happened in there. A liar like an instrument you play, yeah. not like a guy what lies. Right. <laughs> Okay, a loot. Good. Let us I mean, say. If the liar is also good with an axe, right? In which then case, you're fine. That's, that guy's all right. You know? But no, you're not, because he's a liar. He's actually there to hurt you. Oh that's God, the he's lie. a double agent. He removes. He comes out. He has like a, a harp on his shirt, yeah, yeah. and then it turns out he's actually the other type of liar. He rips the shirt off, and there's an axe I'm underneath, and then he gives you like an axe handle. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's a whole thing. So uh, once I realized the difficulty was just way too high. Uh, the game got way more playable to the point where maybe it's a bit of a problem. Like, the hardest difficulty is impossible, and one notch down from that, I am just, like, steamrolling people. Like, mm, it gotcha. is it is all That's the Vikings descending on the undefended Saxon <laughs> coast and just, like, raising all kinds of hell. Uh, but the other thing is, I'm just... This game, like, I think I might still be in the tutorial, but I've been playing for 10 hours, so it feels like maybe the tutorial should be over, and I should be in the main game, but it keeps, like, forestalling a lot of game mechanics, right? So, like, I don't have a longship yet. Like, what kind of Viking doesn't have a longship? Apparently, <laughs> my kind of Viking. One. Yeah, wait, how are you? <laughs> I think you're just a dude. I don't think you're a Viking. <laughs> I think you're just a guy with a bow. You're cosplaying. No. No, I'm thank you. Yeah, Austin, I'm a Which Viking. I'm a Viking. I That's feel what it. A cosplayer would say. You can't. I think. Uh, right. I have Viking been, is, I, is inside. Yeah, yeah. Like he, I might be a little peace bonded right now, but look, out of all of us, Rob, you would do best in a Viking situation. Oh, okay, completely. in real life, like let's be honest. Let's just be clear. Yeah, this is our natural anxiety that we are all not That's very much like is. Vikings. You could you could do more damage with an axe than all of us. I appreciate so. that, Danielle. But here's the thing. I gotta yeah. believe that a little bit of stamina counts for something in Viking Land. In which case, I think you might actually have the you, you might have the edge because, like, that might be true. I think you are going to be able to run from the longship that I don't even have from the longship <laughs> to the British <laughs> town need a boat. without getting wounded. And if things run. go bad, you will leave. Right, right. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Just wave and then like run up to Scotland. See you later. I'm gonna go be a a Scotsman lady. Whereas, meanwhile, Scotsman. I'm just going to be, like, leaning yeah. against Scotsman. a tree, just, like, wheezing for breath and being like, <laughs> let me tell you, my persuasion skills, like, through the roof. You just... <laughs> Everyone calm down. Listen to this. I got some good-ass poetry. <laughs> let, me, let me sing you the you songs break out your liar. of my people. And then I yeah. bring out the liar, and we got him, Rob. Uh, you and me. I know I was here, trying to here. loot your village, like, ten minutes ago. But, but now I'm going to loot your village. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start playing your loot. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Good. So, yeah, so, like, I'm still trying to figure out where this game is headed. Like, is it a full-on tactics game? Is it, like, uh, sort of a Thea the Awakening thing where it's about, like, managing your settlement and building up your town? Um, It seems to point in both directions, and I'm not really Mm. sure, like, where it's headed overall, which is really filling me with kind of dread because I'm making a lot of choices about, like, character construction. Like, a lot of skill points are already assigned, so... If it's suddenly going to turn into, all right, it's all axes and ass kicking all the time, then my guy's going to be in some pro- He's going to be in some trouble. But if it's about like persuade somebody to fight for you, I guess I do have people That's- for that. Okay. Here's a question: Is this a situation where what you need is to be the badass yourself, but then also have someone who is the talky person? Like, do you need a face to work for you instead of being that person yourself? I don't think because a lot of the talkie options occur in dialogue, and I don't think your party member's okay. stats uh, okay. matter for that. The other thing is, I don't think there's actual chance to a lot of these things. Like you'll you'll be told, like, "Oh, this is a hard huh. perception check," but I have max perception, and I have never failed one of those rolls, which makes me think that it's literally just a stat check. Do you have the requisite number 
to like meet this challenge. And if you do, it'll happen every single time. Uh, so that's the that's the other question I'm, I'm starting to wonder because like everything just comes up Millhouse uh, for and which is pretty apt considering the dude I've rolled. There you go. Yeah, but, you've kind of made yourself a Millhouse. <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, it, it it's pretty cool. The the other thing is that. Well, this is this is the other weird thing. So it's all Viking themed, and a big part of like developing your settlement is speeding up the work by using thralls. Uh-huh. And thralls are slaves. Yeah, Ooh. those are slaves. Yep. And the game is really clear about like, look, if you don't speed up the work, you're probably not going to get all your bonuses. But then the game also has all these quests where you encounter like thralls out in the wilderness who are like, please don't make us go back to the Vikings. We're fleeing from our life of oppression. And so I'm like, God, I was so much more comfortable with you guys when I was like, when you were an abstract game concept. <laughs> and but not now, <laughs> but now I got to do something about this. Now, now you've, you're confronted by your own actual morality instead yeah. of your pretend Millhouse Viking morality. Oh boy. Uh, actually, this is a really good, this is a really good lead into a question that we got. Uh, if I can pivot really quick yeah. and at least answer Still one pivot. of the questions I've pulled from the old question bucket. If you want your questions to show up in the question bucket, send them to gamingadvice.com. Use the subject question. This one comes in from Andrew who says, we are so used to killing a ton of people or aliens or orcs with little to no explanation of why. They're Nazis. What else do you need? Uh, and that's, let's say, curious. But what games treat their enemies as NPCs? In other words, as actual living, breathing entities in the world, not as hit points or, or attack machines placed in the level. Uh, I'm watching your Permadeath series. I also finished Breath of the Wild myself. And you can see glimpses of everyday activity of bacoblins and moblins. They live in camps. They cook. They sleep. But most enemies in that game are just that, enemies for Link to sneak around and or kill. Uh, Lizolfos hide in the snow or sand. Why? Are they hunting like that? Lionels are proud and honorable, maybe. Um, they're warriors who just kind of hang around for no reason. At least the majority of Breath of the Wild enemies fight kind of logically. They defend themselves, they pick up weapons, they occasionally retreat, etc. The obvious answer, uh, says, says uh, Andrew, would be something like Stellaris, but only because your opponents use the same vocabulary of actions that you do. So chess, uh, games like Dark Souls create in-world explanations for why everyone is acting like a zombie. I've never played this war of mine. I feel like I'd be too stressed all the time, but maybe that's a good example. What are some other examples of games that treat their NP- their enemies as NPCs, as player or as characters in their own right? There's a really tiny little game, little Itch.io game. Mm-hmm. It's an Itch.io mm-hmm. uh, by Alexander Van Chestein. Mm-hmm. Uh, who does some of the art for uh, the cool wrestling thing oh, that for, we do at PAX. for, for yeah. uh, League of Heels. True, she League does. of Heels. Uh, it's called This Dungeon is So Cool, and it's a dungeon crawler where every enemy that you meet uh, is sort of an NPC that you have to mm. destroy with compliments. You have to kill them with kindness. Oh, great, good. And they don't actually die. They, they, just... they, they get converted to compliment you. Okay. It's a lovely inversion. Of the usual thing. Do they have names? Do they have desires? Do they they have... do. They have names and desires, and they have like, they talk about who they are, mm-hmm. things like that. It's really cute and good. Persona Five yeah. actually does the the Shin uh, the Shin Megami Tensei series, where you can negotiate with your enemies. Yes, They're not I named love that. Yeah. characters who necessarily have huge backstories. Like you are just rolling through a dungeon and fighting like weird <laughs> goblin guys and imps and penis monsters and stuff. Because lots that's of those the series that, yeah. that it is. But in Five and in some of the previous SMT games games, you're able to be like, hey, well, slow down. What if I give you this potion? Or like, what if I like yeah. just like completely try to to uh, uh, you know flirt with you? Or what if I if I insult you? Like, what's going to get this to not be a fight? And I think that's a, a neat system. Yeah, Does anybody else have any examples of it? I mean, you know, famously, one of my favorite moments and you know from Fallout New Vegas is that you know if you have right. max speech, the final encounter in that game is completely avoidable, and I completely avoided it because you can just. Right. Talk, the, talk the, the, the the you know this villain you've been chasing out of doing the thing that's supposed to be this main driving conflict at the very end of the game, and then the game totally. just ends you know or ends in the way that any of those open world games end, where you can just go do whatever the hell uh-huh. you want. But uh, and there are other examples of, of games that, that that do that, but in modern times that that is pretty rare. And it was as someone that likes to drive up the speech points as much as possible in games like that, it was satisfying that you could take that to its logical conclusion, which is just to actually uh-huh. diffuse one of the central conflicts in the game through speech as opposed to uh, your gun. And, uh, you know, that was a, a really satisfying moment. Totally. Rob, do you, what do you think of the Solaris example? 
or any like strategy game example at all. The Solaris one, I mean, is a good one because because you're, but I think it's a good one actually because it causes you to behave more like the AI factions in a lot of way because like you are constructed out of the same like um, species modules that everyone else is that you don't have any more you can't express any more than the other AI factions can in that game. So you're right. all kind of working from the same, you know, the same sheet of music, uh, which, right. which actually is, is kind of a cool thing. Um, as far as strategy games, like, well, this war of mind is an, is an interesting one because I think for the most part, the NPCs aren't real, but it wants you to feel bad about them. I like. I think it's it, it's it's sort of like the um the Metal Gear thing where like after you kill the uh, what is it the Beauty and the Beast squad members you get their sad backstory yeah, you get their like yep and this War of Mine definitely like is I came here to rob you well you can't have any of my stuff I guess I'll go off and die then <laughs> and that's kind of right. how that game goes and I like this War of Mine like it, it is kind of an affecting um, just emotional grind of a game but like mm-hmm. it is sort of pulling this trick again and again and again Metal Gear Solid 5 is an example though actually where because you can recruit all of those people they do technically yeah. all have names and like they don't necessarily like have big backstories um, but I, there are there are in my head like some other tactics games that let you do that where like oh yeah like that's a person who has random stats. I guess like Shadow of Mordor has that to a lower sure. degree. One of my favorite things in, in in tabletop gaming has been a move towards that in a certain style of tabletop role-playing game. The game that we played, Dungeon World, has uh, during our 72-hour stream, has one of its like principles for the GM who's running the game is like name every human. Every mm-hmm. human should have a name and an instinct. Even monsters, even goblins at least have like – they have a thing that they want to do. They're not just like war – They're not faceless things. Yeah. And it's a different thing that they want than what a kobold culture would want, than what an orcish culture would want. And it still plays into like the D&D tropes, but like at least those are characters who have – desires and are not just like, oh, they're just a box of hit points for you to hit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Apocalypse World, which is what a Dungeon World and a lot of other similar tabletop games are based off of, like straight up says like, um, uh, what's there? There's a name everyone, make everyone human. And it's that's like a Mad Max game. So that's a game in which like, yeah, even even like the badass, like shitty guy who runs the civilization of cannibals, like you got to give him a name. He can't just be the cannibal chief. Like he might call himself the cannibal chief, but that's Greg. But yeah. You know that's fucking Greg. As the GM, you know that's Greg and he came from a place and at some point he ate his first person. That was probably not yeah. great. Yep. Um, or maybe it was fine. Maybe he's just a born cannibal. I don't know. I don't know about Greg. <laughs> I didn't meet Greg. You know, so. Greg has his own stuff going on. You know. It's true. It's true. I I think we well, have some other really great questions, but I think we might we might have to get out of here today. Unfortunately, again, if you have any questions, you can send them into the question bucket by using uh, the subject gaming. Sorry, question and sending question. it to gamingadvice.com. Uh, that's going to do it for us this Monday. Stay tuned for the rest of Pilot Week. New stuff coming every day. Yeah. Forms are launching today. We're going to do some new editorial stuff. What else are we going to do this week? Uh, Patrick is going to do a little streaming, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are we announcing stuff here or should I work it out? Eh. 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 We don't. We, mm. nah, we'll hold it. We'll Just tease it. it. We teased it. it. Patrick, I teased it. Patrick's going to play I, yeah, a game. But I, I have two different things that I'm hoping, you know, people have been asking, you know, for me to do some more streaming, and I've wanted to, and I'm uh, working that out, uh, and it looks like there'll be two different things I'll be I'll be doing and kind of premiering this week, so uh, stay tuned for that. I'm excited for that. You can find me on the internet at Austin underscore Walker. You can find everything we do at Waypoint at waypoint.vice.com, at digitalpyramids.com. Yeah. Which I've learned has been renewed for another year. It was oh. one of our other question askers, <laughs> and we'll try to get to in the future. Uh, uh, renewed it. Um, you can find everything else we do at twitter.com slash waypoint, facebook.com slash waypointvice. Go give us a follow there. If you're on Facebook, if you're a Facebook, if you're a face, yeah, a Facebooker, if you're if you if book you're a faces, face hugger, if you're a face hugger. Stay Your away. movie's coming out soon, so it's yeah. fine. What do you think about it? Is that going to be okay? And we'll I talk so. later. I'm going to see it. That'll um, be a whole we're podcast. See it regardless. Yeah, we're all going to see it, no matter <laughs> yeah, what. That's yep, true. That's yep. true. <laughs> Danielle, where can people find you on the internet? Danielle R.I. on Twitter.com. Patrick. Oh, you can find me at Patrick Lupik. Rob Zachney. At Rob Zachney. 
Shout outs to Tim Barnes, Tim. our uh, producer. You can find him on Twitter at twitter.com slash timbarnes451. Shout outs to Brad, who is who is uh, doing the production for us today. Brad, are you on the internet? What's your Twitter handle? You can find me at Brad with two D's. Brad with two D's. Underscore Bush. Underscore Bush. Brad with two D's yeah. underscore Bush on Twitter, presumably? Yes. Presumably, yes. Go. Yes, there it is. Shout outs to, to Brad. Shout outs to Bowen for letting us use the song Miss You off of his EP, Pale Machine. Uh, you can find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. And also, we premiered Leon's album yes. over the weekend. You can that find really that cool. and come listen to that at waypoint.vice.com. It should be on the homepage still if you're hearing this within the first day of us recording it. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll catch you throughout the week with some streams and videos and everything else. After that, we'll be back on Friday. We can recap and kind of say, like, hey, how'd that go? How did the pilot week go? How did you feel about those pilot wins? What did you think of the one you know? with the cardboard cutouts? Yeah. Because that's coming. What do you think about the, What do you think about the one about Clue? That was interesting, That huh? was special. <laughs> let's, let's get some feedback. Very special. All right, everybody. We'll catch you on Friday. Peace. Be good or be good at it. Say it loudly. Be good or be good at it. There it is. Peace. <laughs>when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.